0: About three hours north of San Francisco. Never been there. On the coast.
1: What? Well, so anyway, what?
0: What's the nature of your call? Well, uh, my problem is that I'm I'm driving a car whose exhaust has become a public health hazard. <laughs> uh, it's a it's an it's an '88 Dodge Caravan with a three liter V6 um, and about 145,000 miles on it, hmm. and it's belching a bluish white smoke. Oh um, yeah especially after it's been idling for a minute or so.
1: Oh, like no. at a, at a my God, Jim, Jim, Jim. <laughs>
0: it, it's been doing this for a while, but now it's to the point where people actually come up to us after we've parallel parked or something to, to lecture us and about they, yeah. you know, what we're doing to the environment.
1: 109,000 miles. Is that what you have on it? 145,000. He said, Who said that? He said that. Get out. <laughs> I've really you, to you, start you got attention. to stop paying attention. You've got to stop
2: paying attention. You can't keep reading Uncle John's Bathroom Read it during the show. That's like driving and reading the maps. Come on, pay attention here. Jim's got a problem.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So. We've had a couple of dealers tell us that that particular engine developed some kind of like valve guide problem over time and yep. it won about $1,000 to fix it. And. Our problem is that we've already put a lot of money into the car over the last year, like a transmission rebuild and new timing belt and tie rods and new front axles. Yeah. And we're wondering what the chances are of having this valve guide job done and then finding out that we also need new rings or, or something like that. Well, very
1: a, good. There's a good
2: chance. I mean, the probability is almost one <laughs> that after they do this, they're going to say you need rings. Yeah.
1: And, so you can, you can you make may a preemptive all... strike... <laughs> <laughs> by doing the rings and the valve guides at the same time. Right.
2: Instead of spending $1,000, you can spend three.
0: Now, we have since bought a new car, and the van has been kind of relegated to, like, beach and dump duties. Mm-hmm. Um, can yeah. we expect it to get worse? Can we drive it like this if we're willing to, you know, endure the scorn? Of- right. I mean, it's probably
2: as bad as it's going to get, as far as you can perceive. You know, it might be burning instead of... Uh, a quart a week, it might go to two quarts a week, but the amount of smoke will be pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <it's> hardly, <laughs> it, can't get any, it can't get any denser. <laughs> it's,
2: it's hard to t- it's hard to discriminate between one and two quarts a week. But and and you right, you're right. I mean, it's a matter of how long can you put up with the scorn and derision and the little kids sticking their tongues out at you and little old ladies
1: admonishing you in the street. Well, you know, I mean, you could obviously choose to put a used engine into it. Mm. You could go to a wrecking yard and find one of these engines, because they've been the same for years, that had like 45,000 miles on it instead of 145,000. You should be so lucky. And you could probably buy the engine for seven or 800 bucks and have somebody put it in for half of that.
0: Oh, that's intriguing.
1: Sure. I was going to suggest, if you, if you, you, before you did the used route, you pop the heads off, you do the valve guides, and it, the, while the heads are off, you take the pistons out and you throw a set of rings in it. Without doing anything else. No bearings, no nothing else, no oil pump, just a set of rings and slap it together. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that might do the trick for you. Okay. And try going to the dump like at night. (laughs) I mean, when everyone's asleep. That's when I blow my leaves around. And my brother caught me that night, came over to visit. I, I caught him the other night. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I happen to pull up in front of his house.
2: He's out there in the middle of the street, pitch black, and he's blowing leaves across the street to his neighbor's yard. So help me. At first I saw some some vision in the, in the headlights. I said, what the heck is that? And I froze, just <laughs> like
1: a deer would. He like a deer. He thought it was a neighbor coming
3: home.
1: Was it oh. all? <laughs> sharing compost. Exactly. He didn't have as many leaves as I had. He, I thought you I probably share. wanted some. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Good luck, yeah. Jim. Thank you very much. See you love later. Love your program.
3: <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. car talk or one
1: 227 8255 Hello, you're on Car Talk.
3: This is Therese from Waterville, Maine. Therese. Hi.
1: So what's on your mind, Therese? Well, I have
3: a 1981... Mercedes wagon, a 300 TD, and it's got 180,000 miles on it. But the thing is, is that the brakes squeal. They make so much noise. And we had new brakes done about six months ago. You know, the front, the rear, we had um, shocks, struts. And my husband says, you know, cars squeak. You know, they, they squeal. You know, the brakes do that. But he's had like 67 cars, and I've had about 20 with him. <laughs> None of the others squeaked. None of them, you know, I mean, people turn around, you know, and it's embarrassing, you know. Well, I mean, I mean you're driving in a Mercedes and then everybody turns around and, is, you know, looking at you. What is that noise? Well,
1: it's like an early warning system. They know you're coming long before they can see you.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a safety feature that only Mercedes has.
3: Now, judging
1: from the age of this car, you didn't have this brake work done at the Mercedes dealer.
3: No, I didn't. In
1: Mm. fact, you may not even have a Mercedes dealer. up Probably. (laughs) East East street
3: drunk maid.